Everyone experiences change differently. Some people are really good with change, which I think is great. And then some people struggle with change, and I definitely fall into that category. My theory was that it had something to do with how you grew up. Maybe if someone was used to moving around a lot as a child, then he or she might deal with change more easily. But actually, I have spoken to a few people that proved this theory wrong. So while I know it has something to do with it, that probably is different for everyone as well. Having said that, I want this episode to not only tell a little bit of my story and what I went through with this move, but to give you some real takeaways so you can remember them and maybe implement them in your own life to help you move through change or bigger life events a little easier. Welcome to You Can Do Amazing Things, the podcast to help you get out of your own way and accomplish more in your life. I'm Holly Roman, and together we're going to unlock what's holding you back from your next goal and get you into action to step into your greatness and have the success you've been dreaming of. If you're looking for a positive place each week to grow and learn, get inspired to take your next steps so you could feel more success, joy, and happiness, meet me here every Thursday. It'll be like our weekly chat. We'll drink our coffee or favorite drink together, and we'll definitely have some fun learning, growing, and accomplishing your next amazing thing. Let's do this. I was really trying to figure out where to start with the story. So let me just give you a quick little background and and then we'll move on. So I grew up in Chicagoland area, lived there most of my life. I love Chicago, truly. After my husband and I got married, we lived downtown and we actually had both of our girls downtown raising them in the city, which was so fun, you guys, so much fun. So when they were both in elementary school, we really started to feel like it was time to move out of the city, get a little bit more space, have sidewalks, all of that. So we made the move to the suburbs of Chicago, which was fine. And we had a nice time there. But let's fast forward to this decision period. It was going back about five years ago now, and I remember having this conversation with my husband about our situation. His business was actually in Ohio, and he was traveling back and forth every week from Chicago to Ohio and back, and it was just a lot. It was just not sustainable, and after a point, we had to make the decision, is this this right for our family, right? It was so hard. It was so hard because my parents lived right around the corner. I grew up there. Our girls were older and getting to be in now their teenage years now. And it's, you know, harder as they get older. And so there are all these factors to consider. So I just remember just that having to talk to my parents and having to tell the girls there were so many emotions. It was really different than our last move because our last move Even though our oldest daughter was not happy about the move when they're younger, it's a lot easier. This was really tough. They were very unhappy. They were, you know, not wanting to move, but they understood. My parents were not happy, even though they understood. So there was just a lot. And I am not good with change. I found it to be really overwhelming. It's not just an emotional thing, but the work, the physical work, it's just a lot. I really remember feeling like I had to be so strong in front of the girls. I needed to show them that change was okay, change was normal, which it is. But because I wasn't great with change, I had to put on this good game face when inside I was really struggling myself. Moving from the area where I know I grew up there, my parents were there, all of it. So the emotions going on were intense, a lot of them, so many different emotions. And I think 
before the move and after the move, I kept trying to manage them so as to kind of keep the happiness or show that everything's good, we're all good. But looking back, I know this backfired for me. I wasn't processing these emotions well, like really allowing myself to feel something, to be sad, because I was. Even though I knew it was the right move at the right time for our family, I had to be strong. I had to be strong for our kids or making sure my husband didn't feel bad for uprooting us and moving or making sure my parents were okay and hoping they'd see that this was the right thing to do at the time. All of those things going on. So I didn't let myself do the processing that I really needed. I actually remember my friend telling me long ago, she helped me go through a really sad time years ago. And I remember this. She said, Holly, it's okay to feel sad about this. Let yourself feel it and go through it. It's healthy to process the feeling. Don't push it aside because then you're really not dealing with it. And that's exactly what I should have listened to. (laughs) Here's the lesson in this part. When you experience something that throws you for a loop, really allow yourself to feel all the emotions that come with it. And it's okay. It's okay for others to see them as well. It doesn't make the situation worse because we all have emotions and we're all going through it. What makes it worse is doing what I did and trying to put on this good game face for everybody so they'd all feel better about it. And then in the process, I didn't feel better myself. So let yourself feel the emotions, process them so you won't pay a price later. Speaking of paying the price, this is why I really think this next thing happened to me. After we moved, we're in the new house and we did all the unpacking, got the girls situated with school, tried to get more into, you know, some of our routines. I started to feel exhausted, like so tired all the time. I thought it was from all the physical work I was doing. I was happy to like lift and carry all the bins and into the storage room. Doing all of that physical work, I kind of made it like a little bit of my workout. Obviously, that was before I started having my back problem, which I talked about before. If you haven't heard that, it's in a previous episode. I thought I just have to slow down and rest. I'm just doing too much, too much strenuous stuff and doing my workouts. I just need to slow down. Months go by and I was still exhausted. I was I would dream about taking a nap all the time. And and then I would even have to take a nap in the afternoon, which I usually don't ever do that. And I would think, "Oh, I have to get up and go get the girls from school and then I have to make dinner." And I had zero energy. Just thinking about making dinner was almost too much to handle. I knew I had to talk to my doctor. I have this amazing doctor who I have been seeing for years, actually. She was an OB doctor for 20 years and then got more into functional medicine. I've been seeing her for years about my hormones, which (laughs) that could be a total episode for another time. But I told her how exhausted I was and I was dying for some answers. She took my blood and tested my thyroid panel, a lot of different numbers, and I was certainly off in the numbers. And the thing is, is that a lot of doctors might test your thyroid, but might not see the numbers as abnormal. In fact, I remember a time when I was really thinking about this, I saw the doctor years ago, not the same doctor, but when the girls were little, I went to my normal doctor saying, oh my gosh, I'm so tired all the time. So they take my blood and they say, oh, you know, you're just a busy mom with two little kids. It all looks normal. And I remember thinking, no. I only have two kids. This couldn't be normal. And I then I remember going back the next year feeling the same thing. 
So back then, that's when I actually went to have all of my hormones tested. And then I found the doctor that I have now. And again, not for this episode, maybe one in the future, who knows? So going back this time, my thyroid numbers were so off. So we tried something, but you have to try something for thyroid and you have to wait a little while to see if it actually helps. So you wait a few months and then it wasn't working. And then we try something else. This journey went on for almost a year and a half. It was awful. I finally ended up going to an endocrinologist because it just wasn't balancing out with any of the natural things I was trying with her. Finally, finally, I got something that worked. It was such a relief. It was a game changer. If you're struggling with fatigue or feeling so exhausted all the time, if none of the regular things like get more sleep, drink more water, eat healthier, if none of those things actually make an ounce of difference, please see your doctor and have your thyroid checked. And I'd even recommend if they say, nope, everything's normal, then seek a second opinion. Sometimes you could be in range with all of the, quote, numbers, like your THS or your T4, T3, all of those numbers. Sometimes they can be in range on paper, but you're still struggling. And throughout this whole time, I remember I tried everything. I went gluten-free. I went dairy-free. I did both. And oh my gosh, (laughs) I have to tell you this story. I remember going to the grocery store and I would be shopping and I'd have to look at every single label. Does this have dairy? Does this have gluten? Does this, oh my gosh, it has one or the other. It has to have both. Trying to have both gluten-free and dairy-free. Oh my gosh, that was a disaster. (laughs) So I remember this one day I had this cart full of food and I just remember thinking, I just want to go home. I hate this. I just want to walk out, leave this cart right here, and leave. (laughs) I didn't, but I really wanted to. Another thing I did was read. I read and I read and I read. I needed to understand what are what's happening? What these symptoms? What is it? What did I have? Is it hypothyroid? Is it hyperthyroid? Is it Hashimoto's? There are so many things out there. One person I learned so much from is Dr. Isabella Wentz. She goes by The Thyroid Pharmacist. I bought some of her books and they were so helpful. One of them was called The Root Cause and then the other one I bought was Hashimoto's Protocol. And I tried so many things in our book just to help because when you're in that moment of feeling all these horrible symptoms, you just need an answer. I actually bought another book. I forgot about it. And it's actually from the same author that wrote The Celery Juice, which I'm reading that book now, by the way. (laughs) So very interesting. And I think I got that book towards the end of my thyroid journey, but I know that that would be extremely helpful now. It's called Thyroid Healing by Anthony William. I will put all of the links below for all of the books if you want to check them out. So the lesson here I'll share is this. Thyroid issues are no joke. So many symptoms from deep fatigue, feeling cold all the time, having trouble sleeping, losing weight, or even gaining weight, dry skin, muscle weakness, the list goes on. Please don't ignore these symptoms. See your doctor and get your thyroid checked. Read about it. Learn. Only you are an advocate for your health. Moving on to the last lesson I learned. So like many things, time heals a lot. It really does. As time went on, the girls were enjoying school, met a lot of new friends. My parents were able to visit often, so that really helped with all of the emotions and not feeling as far away. And we began to settle in. We have a lot of family here. My husband's family is here. It's wonderful. And 
you know, we have so many wonderful friends that we've met as well. But I learned a few things that really helped me adjust, adjusting to this big change. And this is besides taking care of our health. Of course, that's the most important. The first one is try to stick with routines that you've had, as many as possible. So for me, walking our dog every morning, no matter what, was really helpful. Getting outside, breathing fresh air, and walking, this helps with any stress you might feel with major changes. Or keep your workout routine or your morning routine, any routine that you have. Actually, routine has been proven to reduce stress levels. So keeping more of those routines consistently will really be key. Number two, be gentle on yourself. (laughs) I tend to be really hard on myself, actually, a lot. I expect a lot of myself, whether that be making progress with something or where I think I should be doing this or I should be having that by now. When we have expectations of ourselves that are unrealistic or not healthy, it's really bad for our psyche. (laughs) So I talk about this in episode five, all about expectations, if you heard that, but give yourself some grace. Also, if other people are saying things or have expectations that make you feel bad, like if they ask you a question and you're thinking to yourself, oh yeah, why, why am I not doing that yet? Or, oh gosh, why haven't I done that? If you're asking yourself those kind of questions, ignore that. <laughs> ignore that because those are unrealistic expectations for you. You have to go through the emotions and get caught up, so to speak, of where you are at that moment. So giving yourself grace, but also knowing things will get better over time. Number three, give yourself some support. And by that, I mean with some self-care or support from others. The self-care idea could be taking some time out for you. Maybe it's just getting coffee with a friend or getting a massage or going to a bookstore or coffee shop to do something just for you. It's really good for our souls and it creates more space to take on new challenges. Or if this big life event causes you to need help from others, it's okay to receive that help. Family or friends can step in and give you the support here. Maybe that's just talking with them or going out with them. Or if you have a physical need, they would be also there to support you at the time. But one thing here that I might not be as good at, but it's the lesson, is to ask. Ask someone for help. Maybe it's not saying, oh, I need help. I'm struggling. Maybe it's just saying, hey, do you want to go for a walk some morning? Or do you want to come over and watch a movie and, you know, eat junk? (laughs) Anything. Whatever you're needing at the time, be able to ask. The fourth thing and the last is just really trying to reframe our thoughts every day to try to see the positive. This is really effective, and I know I use this idea or I talk about this a lot. I'm constantly rethinking now, like, how could I feel differently about this? Or how could this be different if I saw it differently? Or what am I doing here that might be causing this feeling? It's just a constant, you know, thought every day about how I could improve. If we're feeling sad or down or anxious from a big life event, try to challenge your mindset and thinking. I know it's easier to say after the fact or while you're not in the situation. Trust me, I know. But working on it, at least, it's a good thing. Every day, if you could at least say, I know there are things that I can't control, but what I can control, I'm going to figure out how I can respond better to it. Thinking about this and just trying to, every day, reframe it, work on it a little bit every day will help promote resilience, which is so powerful in times of transition and change. 
We all have things in our life that are difficult. Big life events, a lot of changes that could really shake us up and cause us a lot of different emotions and maybe even cause us to get off track with our health as well. So thanks for listening to me and my story and being vulnerable a little bit today. But whatever the change is, I hope that something in my story might be helpful for you or the things that I've learned as I went through it. I know there is a lot we can learn about ourselves and how we can grow as a result of change, but that's only if we're conscious about it and we try. And I'm sure there's probably an entire episode we can do about change and how to adjust to it in different life events. Maybe that's another episode for the future. So anyway, let's do a quick recap of some of these lessons from today. For our emotions, here's the lesson. When you experience a big life event or change, something that throws you for a loop, allow yourself to feel all of the emotions that come with it. And it's okay for others to see them as well. Process them instead of ignoring them or covering them up. The lesson for our health, listen to your body. Thyroid issues are no joke. Don't, please, please don't ignore symptoms if you're experiencing any of the ones we talked about. See your doctor and get your thyroid checked. Read about your symptoms. Learn as much as you can because really only you are an advocate for your health. And the lesson about adapting to change. There are four things I talked about that maybe will be helpful to you. Number one, try to stick with routines that you have as many as possible. Number two, be gentle on yourself. Release any unrealistic expectations of yourself or from others. Number three, give yourself some support with some self-care and support from others, your family or friends. Number four, reframe your thoughts and try to see the positive in this situation as much as you can. Becoming more resilient in life to changes or challenges that come our way help us to face these challenges with more strength and determination. There is no escaping change or these big life events and the emotions or impact that comes along with them. But managing change is key to living life where you're not just surviving, but you're thriving and moving through it easier. I'm going to leave you with two quotes that I love. The first one, I'm really not sure of the author, but maybe you've heard it. When life changes to be harder, change yourself to be stronger. I really love that one. And the second quote is from John C. Maxwell. I actually love his books. I'll leave a few of my favorites from him below. I listen to him a lot on Audible. Uh, One book I really love is called The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. It's so good. But here's the quote. And I don't think it's actually from that book, but it's, it's from John C. Maxwell. Change is inevitable but growth is optional. Thanks for letting me share some of my story today. We all get stronger through hard times. We really do. And if you're in one of those times, I'm here. If you want to just reach out, DM me on Instagram or my favorite, send me a voicemail on my website. The link is in my show notes for my website. And then when you get there, there's a purple button on the side of my website that says, leave me a voicemail. I love to hear your voicemails and I'll definitely get back to you. Thank you so much for listening and spending time with me today. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please share it with a friend who you think would enjoy it as well. If you haven't done so, I would love it if you could give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean so much to me and it would help get the word out for the podcast. I will look forward to next week. Seeing you here, same time, same place. Have a great week.